Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Your favorite host right here, Stephen A. Eleven eighty one. I'm just kind of probably going to kill a few minutes while Greg hops on here. Uh, just sent him a couple invites, so hopefully he'll be showing up here soonish. Uh, what a week in wrestling! We had Raw on Monday night. We had NXT Tuesday night. We got Dynamite tonight. So AEW's Dynamite will be tonight. And then Friday, we had the whole, um, you know, competition night. So we had AEW putting on like a pre-show at nine, kind of go against what the second hour of um, WWE SmackDown. Then also we had an overrun. So we had a 10 to 10.30. We had Rampage and we had um, SmackDown going on. So we had SmackDown. On FS1, and they gave, got an extra half hour. And then you had a W Rampage going live at 10 o'clock. So uh, once Greg hops on here, kind of get his thoughts on that and, you know, healthy competition, as it were. Um, I did not get to catch Rampage yet, get caught up on SmackDown and uh, going to catch up on Dynamite tonight. You know, kind of throws your, your viewing off when the scheduling gets changed, but uh, last night Fox, the main Fox station had baseball on. So base our uh, WWE SmackDown got pushed to FS1. And then we had the NHL, I believe on Wednesday night on TNT, which was different. I never realized that the NHL would be on TNT. So there we go. Uh, Greg is here now. Let's bring him on. And uh, we'll kind of start there with the whole competition of Friday night and, uh, See what his thoughts were on it. Good afternoon, Greg. Glad to be here, or glad to have you here. And I'm sure you're glad to be here. <laughs> good afternoon, Stephen. Everything is good, man. I um, decided to talk about what's been going on lately. And uh, where are we starting? Uh, I was just starting off with last night. Um, I did not catch Rampage because. I'm just weird about scheduling. I'd rather watch Dynamite first and then Rampage, but whatever. So, uh, but I was bringing up the whole idea of the healthy competition. So we had 10 to 10:30, where both shows were on broadcast TV, essentially at the same time, and commercial free. So, well, at least SmackDown was. I don't know if Rampage was, but it might have been as well. So, uh, Greg, what do you think about the whole healthy competition thing? And Tony Khan had a lot to say this week. It sounded like so. Uh, yeah, what do you, what do you think about the whole competition thing for SmackDown and Rampage and all that good stuff? Yeah, I saw a lot about that. That uh, Tony Khan was coming out and kind of puffing out his chest, and we're going, you know, head to head with SmackDown, the big dog on Friday nights. Uh, it's an interesting play, and they really want to see what they stack up with the big dogs. They haven't really ran head to head against. Uh, WWE's two big shows. You know, so you got to win over NXT is a start, but yeah. it's still a level down from we're on SmackDown. So um, I like what they're doing. Also, it's a interesting play on WWE's part to make SmackDown an extra half hour commercial free to run in direct opposition to the beginning of Rampage. And this way, when the ratings come out, you see those SmackDown ratings are higher. They can say, see, you're still second best 
And um, so is it's a win for AEW also because you have WWE acknowledging you to steal Roman Reigns' tagline. Uh, Vince has been steadfast in denying AEW's existence pretty much aside from a handful of lines. But by doing this, by making SmackDown an extra half hour longer just to stick it to AEW, you know, you're acknowledging their existence. You're acknowledging that this is a brand that can impose you. This is WCW 2.0. And, you know, if you don't watch it, you can end up losing to WCW 2.0 because this Mm -hmm. incarnation is a whole lot better, a whole lot stronger than WCW ever was. Yeah. And you wonder if this time next year, if um, Rampage will move up into that time slot of eight to 10 or something, or like the TBS show, you know, where will that move? Even though I joke, I'm like, I would love to see it six Oh five on TBS, you know, our old, uh, I was a big WCW guy, Greg, but I know WCW Saturday night was always six Oh five on Saturday night. So that'd be kind of a nice homage if they did that, you know, on Saturday night, give us another night of wrestling to watch. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. And then, like I said, Dynamite guy moved to today or tonight because um, the NHL was on TNT. So I I was kind of surprised, Greg, NHL and NBA is on TNT now. Um, I did not know the NHL was moving to TNT, but uh, I guess they were. So uh, did you have any, did you know about the NHL kind of moving to TNT and wherever else? I'm guessing NBC, does NBC still do? NHL stuff, I don't know because I don't really follow hockey as I should. And I don't think you, um, you I don't either. You. Um, okay, any <laughs> attention to hockey for so. you, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well there we go. Anyway, so and I even thought USA is going to have hockey because of NBC. So who knows if Raw could get moved? But uh, right there, we'll just use that as my transition. Let's go to Raw. Um, we started the night with Xavier Woods defeating Ricochet. Really solid match. And then also, Greg, I'll bring up the other match where it was Kofi Kingston and Jinder Mahal. And, of course, we all assumed, oh, it's just going to be Kofi rolling or Kofi getting a win. So we get Kofi and Xavier Woods. But, no, Jinder Mahal pulls off the upset, I'll call it. So we have Xavier Woods, Jinder Mahal set for the King of the Rings semifinals. And we also have Finn Bauer. And now I can't remember who's the other side. The match they just had, or he's going to, going up against who's who's? Oh no, Finn won last night because Finn beat Sammy Zayn. Sammy, yeah, never mm-hmm. mind. Okay, um, so yeah, so we have Finn Bauer on one side, but we still have to figure out Jinder Mahal, Xavier Woods. So, Greg, what about the two King of the Ring matches from Monday night? Um, I actually thought two, both of them were pretty solid. The Xavier Woods, I mean, Xavier Woods continues to impress me, you know, with his single stuff. I mean, obviously he's been working a little extra and, you know, I always thought he'd be the guy that get pushed aside, but now it's like, I feel like all three of the new day are really wrestling wise, probably about the same level. I don't know if you could really put one or the other above them. So it's really cool to see that. And I still keep backtracking like, how long now? New Days, this is year seven or six now. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's 
talk about you might as well just go three more years and uh we can have our first ever decade long uh, you know faction possibly so um you know because we think nwo ran for hot for two or three years dx i guess dx is kind of the the weird one where they were really strong and then came back with you know um sean michaels and what uh or sean michaels and um triple h you have evolution who ran you know two years but the shield had what a strong five years so now new day man mm. um it's just crazy but anyways the two king of the ring matches greg uh what you think of them i agree they have both strong matches and uh i like the red herring they were throwing out with uh the announcer backstage trying to stir the pot what happens if uh, Kofi and Woods end up winning their matches and happen to face each other? Um, I was rooting for that to happen, actually. And I'm a huge New Day fan. I uh, have been since day one. And it would have been a great match, number one. Number two, the storyline with them two is, is ready-made and ready to go. Plus, you know, how does the match go? But we don't get that. So... Uh, I was surprised that the uh, Kofi match turned out the way it did. You know, even with the interference that Jinder uh, ended up getting the win. And this sets up uh, Woods, who's been uh, barking very loudly to get that uh, King's crown and Jinder to come back as a top-level player and, you know, be King himself. Um it's lending itself to a great match just because even with this matchup, it presents some great storylines with uh, Woods and, like I said, his very impressive singles run. Um, that Hell in a Cell match he had with Lashley was awesome. Um, he's had some other very standout matches. The uh, match with Riddle that uh, we saw Riddle hit RKO for the first time. Um, it was a fantastic match with a fantastic finish that... Uh, you literally didn't see coming like they uh the phrase they use way too much but uh really didn't see that ending coming and that really kicked off what's going on with rk bro and uh which has just been in the mix for a lot of great matches lately so um i think this one's not going to be any different that um, he and gender are going to tear it down and i usually don't say that about a gender hall match but when you consider that that this is going back to saudi arabia and gender still a very big deal back there um it's not an so easy win for words. the win do you think mahal picks it's, up the win i'm leaning towards that yeah um just because he's going to have you know kind of home field advantage mm-hmm. uh going back to saudi arabia and it's a way to drag a Saudi Arabia, Arabia storyline out of Saudi Arabia. Because I know this is kind of a blow off um, and you kind of start the season after Saudi Arabia. And yeah, since after, Friday night, we'll have a whole new roster. Well, not new rosters, but yeah. Well, we're yeah, kind of in after this, this happens. Time. Right. And after this match or after this card happens, Mm-hmm. Uh, they're rarely going to mention anything that happened on it. So yeah, um, it is a way to bring a storyline out of Saudi Arabia that you can use down the road. But um, it's very curious what's, what's going on with, with him in his home country and then Finn on the other side. 
And I'm sorry, a new hashtag just for Finn because Finn has been so disrespected. And I, I said it last week, and I'm staying on it until he Are gets you his justice. For him? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know what he has to do, if he has to turn heel, if he um, – but he can present a new wrinkle to being the king that others haven't. Mm-hmm. And um, he deserves it, the way he's been treated since he returned from NXT. Uh, just so disrespected in my eyes from the whole business with the uh, SummerSlam match, getting screwed out of that. And then the ending of Extreme Rules with yeah. the rope breaking and the demon losing. And WDW has not acknowledged it at all, aside from just show the uh, two-minute clip yeah. of, the sh- of the match recap. Uh, no, me a couple of, we're sorry that the uh, ring broke. You know, <laughs> life goes on, you lost, so blah, 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 blah. Um, and it's it's not right for somebody of Ken's Ken's talent to be treated like that. He's been nothing but screwed over and screwed over and screwed over. So I'm starting it just for, for justice for Finn. That's what I want. And I don't know if his, his contract has to run out and he jumps ship, or if he doesn't have a title, a world title, this time next year, then it didn't. He didn't get his justice, and he, he deserves better than that. So I'm giving it a year to come tr- to fruition. So everybody who's watching Super Kicking Up Steven, we need to get this hat, get this happen on, on social media. Hashtag Justice for Finn, and get the man back on top where he belongs because he's been nothing screwed over, and you know they're maybe they're a missing king out of the ring win opportunity. Get him back going, and especially if he could be the Demon King. You know, they kind of, they called him that at first. So it's interesting that, that, you know, it just went back to the demon, but now you had this wrinkle. And like you said, it could give something to his character. Um, you know, we don't see many face um, King of the Rings, you know, other than like Stone Cold. I think Lesnar at the time was kind of a face, but, you know, it's interesting, like how they'll play that out. I'm going all for Woods. I know he's not going to get it and I'm not trying to get my hopes up, but like you said, he's he's speaking into existence and like he's backing it up though. That's the thing. It's not like he's he is not like he's he put his name out there and he's doing like he's saying, "Give me the ball." <laughs> and you know, and that's I, I on Stone Cold's podcast, he said that many a times. These guys need to just start stepping up for themselves, and you know, and I think mm-hmm. with Xavier Woods having he's going to be on G four when it starts back up so maybe that's a good way to mix those crowds video game crowd versus you know wrestling crowd because you got to believe there's a pretty strong um overlay greg you know wrestling fans and video game fans especially when i look at twitter and you see some of the comments by both sides so um yeah um what else happened on raw so we also had uh cedric alexander greg and shelton benjamin pick up a win over mansoor and Mustafa Ali, which is going to lead to, Greg, the battle in the desert that did not get any promotion last night. And I thought that was interesting since, you know, both those guys are from, <laughs> in you know, of Arabic descent. Um, so now Ali mm-hmm. will go against Mansoor and watch them probably put on like 1130 just to really screw things over for them. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Cedric and Shelton pick up the win. 
do we see them back with Lashley yet, Craig? Or what is because they even had the hurt business clothes, you know, the the hurt business title. So what's going on right. with that? And then we could get yeah, to it, Mentor and Ali, you know, pre-show match. Yeah. It looks like this <laughs> where it's going. Um Again, with uh, Saudi being kind of the uh, it happened, but it didn't happen kind of card that uh, we get once a year. Um, I think that after Thursday that you'll see the Hurt, Hurt Business back in action. Um, and it they need it. They need the mojo back with Lashley without a title. And they need something to keep eyes on him. And when the Hurt Business was uh, together, people were watching them. It was it was a great segment whenever they were on TV. And the three of them together, you know, they look like a group that's traveled together for uh, ages. And mm-hmm. you know, when they're wrestling together, they they look complete. They they look they complement each other. And, and that, oh, you know, sorry. it adds to the match quality. So I want to see more of it, and it looks like that's what's going to happen, I think, after the Saudi show that we're going to have the Hurt Business back together. And I was going to say, I wonder if hopefully they'll add the wrinkle of an extra member. Uh, Mia Yim, she's not doing, you know, she's going to be showing back up on Raw, and I think she'd be a perfect fit. Um, you know, just kind of as some, you know, she they can bring her in. You know, our MVP could talk to her be like, you're so underutilized, you know, because she was reckoning there. I don't even know if she even had one. I think she what had a few matches as reckoning uh, part of, you know, retribution. But after that, she was gone. <laughs> so um, hopefully, you know, now that, like we said, with the shows coming back or the roster set after Friday, you know, I feel like we're in this weird holding pattern. You got to finish up these storylines. So you're not starting anything new yet until, you know, like we said, the, the different matches. So uh, Shayna Baszler defeated Dana Brooke to advance. And we are going to get Greg Shayna Baszler and Dewdrop at the, you know, the finals on one side, the semifinals, sorry. Um, so we're getting that match on Monday night. Who is going to come out on top of that? Cause I have no idea. Like, I feel like it's Shayna, but I don't, I mean, it, it's probably Shayna after, especially after last night. Right. Uh, I'm sitting on the fence with it. it uh, both of them have plenty of momentum going for them. And uh, you've had Dewdrop be the one girl who's been able to stand up to Shayna and not flinch. Yeah. And Shayna's been collecting arms for the last month. Um, so I'm happy that Shayna's finally getting um, you know, her teeth back. As opposed to being jobbed out to all the baby faces and uh, being the opposite of what she was in NXT. Um, she's gone back to being the killer. And you can tell she's enjoying herself a lot more now that she's out of denial angle. She's out of the tag team angle and just back in business for herself. Uh, Dewdrop is also doing great. Um, I'm still, you know, disappointed about the name, but, you know, it is what it is. And there's merchandise now, not Greg, the so momentum. Christmas, I'll send yep. you a dewdrop shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. no turning back now. Um, so both of them have been protected 
uh, really well and do drop to a smaller extent just because it's been Eva Marie and that's easy work. Um, so we got a little mini class of the Titans going on. Who's your official uh, prediction? The prediction right now would be Shayna. Yeah. I mean, she has um, queen of she's spades the heel. in <laughs> Right. She's evil. She's the queen and she will find some underhanded way to get the, get the victory. Like a roll up. I'm going to say a roll up or something like that. Yeah, possibly, I know or, it, it, you know, be on the ropes or all, something. Yeah, yeah. And also, down the road, they could have a, you know, like a legit, because all these matches, Greg, have not even gone five minutes. You know, we gave a lot of time to Becky and Sasha last night, but all the Queen's Crown, um, there's been a lot of chatter, like people have been timing how long these matches have been going. And even last night, I'm like, well, maybe they'll give Zelina and Carmelo some time. And even that was, what, three or four minutes, if that. It, it was... It felt like nothing. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, first off how long it goes. And then, yeah, how does Shayna pick up the win? Because, yeah, that's my – I think it's just her all the way. It just feels – you know, especially if you have this storyline with Sonya Deville on SmackDown, maybe Sonya can use her power to help Shayna mm-hmm. get things. So um, Naomi is going to bloodline soon enough, which will be weird because that will be heel versus heel, but whatever. I think it can make it work. So, um, some other things. So, almost defeated uh, Riddle because we are getting a tag team champions Riddle and um, Randy Orton. Sorry, I'm having a lot of brain freezes today. <laughs> Riddle and Randy Orton <laughs> versus AJ and almost. It's probably because this thing just keeps happening. You know, it's time. Like we said, Monday night, we got to get some new tag teams in the mix for the title because AJ and almost have had enough time and, you know, it's time to just move on from that. So, but then again, <laughs> I don't know what tag. I mean, because Viking Raiders are on SmackDown. Um, Miz and Morrison are broken up on Raw. I mean, I you know, I guess the Hurt Business will come after Riddle and um, Orton next. I mean that that's like the only tag team I can think of off the top of my head. So, um, any thoughts on almost and um, Riddle match and uh, AJ calling out the moves? <laughs> It's almost like he has voice control for almost, and he's like roundhouse kick and <laughs> do it again. So, um, right? All, how how we how we think about almost in the ring? I mean, I think he's looking pretty good. You know, good for his size. It's so hard to find these big guys. Like, I think we're just so um, we were so uns- I hate saying spoil, but ruined by Kali. You know, Kali is that he just could not move. I mean, you know, and, you know, other than when he was doing his Punjabi playboy, but, uh, you know, big guys, you know, especially like almost the size, 7'3 or 7'2, whatever he is, he looks, you know, he looks like he can actually move in the ring, though, so that's good. Uh, what do you think of the match, Greg, there, and uh, AJ Styles' involvement with it? It was entertaining, and AJ's always entertaining. He's He's been for you know, the decade plus I've been watching him. Um, and when somebody is green is almost, you know, working in an angle where you just call the shots for him uh, audibly is a lot easier than trying to get close to his ear, him being seven foot three and call a match uh, 
but in, in close proximity. So it's it's a great move. Um, mm-hmm. I, as far as almost goes, I'm still out to out the lunch on him. Um, he doesn't do much besides Hulk smash. Um, technically, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how great his fundamentals are. If he actually has more moves than uh, kick, punch, body slam. And, um, you know, but but he's very new. He's very green. And, you know, it's the whole purpose of keeping a guy like AJ with him. That being said, it may be time now to uh, let the tag team go. Mm-hmm. Let AJ jump into the title picture and um, be a great heel to oppose Big E. Yes. And let almost go and do his thing and finally step out of AJ's shadow as odd as that is to say and show (laughs) that he can work on his own. Um, So I'm still saving judgment for almost, you know, giving him a legitimate shot, but he does seem to be in that. Yeah. He still seems to be in that Kali, even big show vein of big men that, um, you know, have not much more going for them aside from the fact that they're big. So we'll see. Is all I can say is uh, until he really lays down a stinker of a match, I'm going to give him some rope and see if he can run with it or hang himself with it. And I found this stat, Greg. I've been I've wanted to bring it up about AJ Styles. So this is from a Kenny for your thoughts on Twitter. Um, the fact he and he tweets this out. The fact that AJ Styles only has a little over sixty matches to go in order to have wrestled more matches in WWE than his entire run in TNA is absolutely insane. Wow! To me. So he has like you know seventy some matches. Let's just say seventy matches left, and his run will be more. He'll have wrestled more in WWE than TNA. That that's insane. That, that just blew my mind when I saw that. And I think if AJ gets a title run of like three to four months, like he'll have longer title runs in Triple H, Hulk Hogan. There's like a names, and I wish I could find that one. But the that one really, because it's funny, like Kurt Angle real quick. I always think of him as WWE, but he wrestled longer in TNA <laughs> than he did in WWE. So the fact that AJ is the opposite now, I mean, it still feels like AJ mm-hmm. debuted, what, like a year ago? <laughs> like, I don't know why time right. is a, like they always say, time is a social constraint. But uh, maybe COVID has ruined my time frame anymore because it still feels <laughs> like AJ is fresh from time. You know, like he's still, he, he's he been really well handled. Like, I know we always talk about the guys not handled, but AJ, I mean, they've handled him with kid gloves. <laughs> I mean, you talk about, you know, being given all the opportunities and all that. And I mean, so somebody believes in him. I mean, Vince must have really had a good meeting with him. You know, uh, 2016, was it Royal Rumble 2016? You know, right before that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just crazy. But anyway, so uh, who knows in next year or so, AJ might have already wrestled more matches in WWE than his entire TNA run. And we always think of him as one of the TNA originals. So that's right. That just blew my mind when I saw that. So uh, 
I don't know if a Kenny for your thoughts is watching, but thank you for that insane tweet to, you know, give it to us. So, uh, what else happened on raw Bobby Lashley talked up, you know, kept one to one to ruin Goldberg and all that. No holds bar. Like we said, we'll talk up predictions here at the end, but I think we both have kind of said it's Goldberg's match to lose. It just, it feels like these guys will go another match after that. And we'll kind of see what that brings. Uh, how about Austin Theory, Greg, um, beating Jeff Hardy? And then didn't Austin Theory get in the background? He wanted to take a picture with somebody else, but I can't remember, of course, off the top of my head, to kind of I, – I, I kind of like this weird – you know, like we said, nobody's doing – I don't – I hate saying dumb and stupid. <laughs> Gullible almost is the way that, you know, he's presenting, but then he could kick your butt in the ring. So – uh, how about the, the you know, and of course we're not going to see, we're going to see Jeff Hardy move to SmackDown. And we both said last week, I think Jeff Hardy and you said as well, that probably needs to do a, a change of character and change it up a little bit for SmackDown to kind of get there. But I, I want to stick to Austin Theory because he's, he's on Raw moving it forward. So Greg, uh, what about the match for Austin Theory there on Monday night? Uh, good match. And mm-hmm. I was watching the match and thinking that, the right thing to do is give Austin the win. Um, being the new guy that, you know, even um, with his presence in NXT, we yeah. still didn't see many matches out of him. Exactly. So, you know, really let him shine in front of the big, on a big stage. And, you know, he's going to have to build his groundwork. He's need to get his fan base going you know, every superstar has their group, their following, and, yeah. you know, it's up to them to make it bigger. And um, Austin Theory is at the ground level. He's he's pouring the concrete right now. And uh, kids got talent. It's just a matter of if they'll protect him enough to let him show off what he can do. You know, we don't want to see him on the job squad. Mm-hmm. You know, let him get some good wins, and this is a good start. Um, they're already starting him better than they start. They started off carrying cross, so yeah. there's that. Um, but kids in his early twenties, and he could be a flag bearer for the brand for years and years and years going forward uh, if they do right by him. So I'm excited to see what the kids can do, and um, it was the right thing to do to have him beat Jeff Hardy. You know, Jeff putting the guy over on this way out the door over to SmackDown. You know, mm-hmm. he's Teflon at this point that uh, anytime he pops up, people are going to, you know, go nuts for him. So mm-hmm. him dropping a match to Austin Theory, you know, does nothing to hurt him. He's going to show up on SmackDown as if his record is 0-0. Zero and zero. So it helps everybody, and you got the right result. And, of course, we have to forget that Austin Theory was on Raw last year in the summertime with Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. So we have to pull a men in black, Greg. I think they just want to do that zapping with our eyes. <laughs> right. Because, you know, he was, he was, he was on there. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, I really, you know, I, it was interesting when he kind of showed up with the way and, you know, just being this dumb, goofy kid like figure, but he's playing it up well. So, um, we also had a tag. So we had Raw. Women's champion Charles Flair, Becky Lynch, SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch. That just ended into no contest because, you know, everybody just 
started killing each other. <laughs> and uh, there was no, you know, final there. So, Greg, Charlotte Flair is fighting Bianca Belair on Monday for the title. Does Charlotte drop that title? Because if we need Charlotte to move to SmackDown, she can't take the title with her. And we can't switch titles because Becky's on SmackDown. So, could Bianca be heading into Crown Jewel as Raw Women's Champion? Very interesting question. Um, <laughs> I, like, I didn't know if you froze there for a second. I'm like, uh oh. I yeah, mean, she has to, right? Uh, like, there's no, we can't, we can't have Charlotte and Becky on SmackDown. Like, if we're starting a new brand season or you know, new yeah. rosters, then, I mean, I guess that's why we're playing this Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair match for the title on Monday night, and Bianca's got to win because that just gives her the Raw Women's title. Right. Um, you know, it's it's the same story, but that we just um, went over. But I think that it's the smart thing to do with Charlotte putting over Bianca on the way out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, she's immediately going to be thrown into the championship picture with Becky or whoever comes out of Saudi Arabia with the championship um, on SmackDown. So it doesn't hurt her to... Uh, drop the title on the way out the door to Bianca, put the young girl over. Um, Charlotte has a reputation for not being willing to do that, which, uh, you know, gives you a little pause. But, you know, in the end, it's not her choice. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, you have to keep the Raw title on Raw. And now Bianca does go here and beating Charlotte is going to elevate her and it's going to, it's not going to hurt Charlotte because Charlotte's, you know, as she's told us every week, the most decorated woman on any, any roster. And um, she's stacking titles to get to 16 to tire her dad. And this is just another way to, drop another one so she can collect another one. So um, I do believe Bianca is going to win and um, take the raw title off Charlotte, hand it out the door, whether we get a little um, outside interference, maybe as a result of what happens in Saudi Arabia. Oh, no, this is going to happen before Saudi Arabia. Never mind. Yeah, that's, but, yeah, um, that's what's weird. Like, it was yeah they just kind of threw it together because they're like well we probably have to get the title off charlotte because <laughs> you can't have both yeah. women's champion unless you're going to put the women's titles together and that would be a great idea to, to just unify them because at this point you know it's six of one and half a dozen of the other uh, i get having one per brand but it would be more prestigious to have won over both brands and didn't just have the champion go back and forth so when the talent pool runs dry on one side she can go to the other side and take challengers so in the i wouldn't be against the men doing that too um, yeah oh yeah i definitely think we a lot of, yeah i would love to see unification matches for the main titles because then it gives you that person to jump back and forth too i think if you need to mm-hmm. You know, like if you have somebody like Roman Reigns, 
he can be used on Raw and SmackDown, you know, and then you still have all the guys fighting for um, the U.S. title. And that I feel like that almost bring that up. Mm-hmm. Like, say, Raw, you know, say the champion's out on Raw. Well, then you're fighting for the U.S. title or the IC title on SmackDown. So it is too – because and we keep saying Survivor Series needs stakes. You can't just say, oh, the Raw brand won and then move on. <laughs> like, get right. an extra draft pick or, you know – or they can pick up somebody from SmackDown. Even something simple like that, you know, they get anybody they want from SmackDown or to, you know, to pick like right then or not then, but, you know, like to pick up at their choosing. So if you don't know who you're going to move, well, then you still have that card. But it's, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see if Survivor Series means anything this year. And then, Greg, I'm hearing TLC is not happening in December because – the new year, the new day, or new year day, whatever that on January 1st is going to be in Atlanta on Saturday, January 1st. So they probably thought, why not just space it out? And then I don't know if you saw as well, Royal Rumble is going to be on the Saturday at the last Saturday of January, which is kind of cool uh. because I like pay per views on Saturdays personally, but that's just because I like to go to bed after, but and you know, not worry about waking up for anything. But anyway, so yeah. <laughs> Right. Plus, I thought St. Louis to Indy, Greg, is like a four-hour drive. And I'm like, man. And I've never seen the Rumble. But that's a whole – that's an off-topic conversation that I would love to make happen. But anyways, uh, do drop defeated Natalia. Like we said, I I think we had to go to do drop and Shayna Baszler because of the history there, you know, the the short history there. So – and then – the Usos defeated Big E and Drew, Greg, by countout. And Drew McIntyre took a legit bump <laughs> from Big E. Did you see the big goose egg on his uh, right above yeah. his eye on Drew? Uh, he's, yeah. he, might make, uh, he might make Big E. Uh, get, he might have the <laughs> receipt for Big E at Saudi Arabia. Right. If, if we see Big E's chest looking a little more red, Greg, uh, yeah, that might – I mean, I know it's just, you know things happen, but man, that thing was already swelling up, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> he took a heat, and of course it's Drew, so I'm sure Drew was like, you can give me more, but I don't know if he meant, <laughs> I don't know if he meant that much more into it. So um, we had the count out, we had the Usos, you know, defeat them technically, but it's all because it's all about Drew and Biggie, and like we said, this is a really good opportunity for Biggie to really start his run now you know you you defeat drew mcintyre then you know like we said if aj and even if almost is evolved that almost gives biggie a way to overcome almost and aj styles so i'm it's we'll have to see two weeks from today or two weeks from monday how biggie's run is really gonna you know start heading in the right direction or not so um yeah greg so what about the the tag team match we had there the usos defeating Big E and Drew uh, thinks of them just pretty much, you know, not existing, of course, as always. Yep. Um, it's an angle they've been running way too often lately. Uh, I did like the Usos popping up. You know, you didn't expect it, and they come out uh, pretty much first on, you know, on the night. You know, about we run, you know, everything. And uh, I love the Usos, so I have no problem with it. And, of course, to 
you know, going to opposition against Big E and Drew. The whole promo segment was fun to watch. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It's a little engine to fuel the uh, fire between Big E and Drew, who were doing a great job, in, you know, on the mic before Dusos came out. And um, good, solid match, you know, what you expect from, you know, having these four guys in the ring. And um, now I think that uh, my biggie's still going to beat Drew, but, you know, we make it a little bit more of a, even more of a smash mouth match out of, you know, both of these guys. I expect it to be, you know, good three and a half, you know, three and a quarter star kind of match. Yeah. So. Because I imagine that goose egg will still be there on Drew. (laughs) It might not be as prominent, but I think he'll still... I just couldn't believe when he laid that forearm into him. was like, wow, well, you know, and like I said, I I, I mean, I know Drew is always probably telling guys, you can, you know, lay into me a little bit, but I don't know if he means that much, so. Um, Yeah, he was bleeding out of that thing. I saw some blood on him. Yeah, I mean, it was almost like uh, so I was like, wow, that thing is, uh, that's legit, so. All right, well, let's do a little um, elite performance talk, and then we'll go right into NXT, Anna, and then SmackDown, and then give our crown jewel prediction. So a full show of WWE talk. And like so we'll get back on AEW next week, kind of get caught up on Rampage and Dynamite this week. Then I believe Dynamite's back on Wednesday next week. We'll have to see Greg. I'm not sure. But, you know, now it's – because now the NBA's back. <laughs> so I'm sure that yep. will preempt – TNT stuff for um, AW. So, might be why they're moving to, t- maybe they moved to TV. But anyway, well, I'm just blabbering. All right, LA Performance, go check them out. <laughs> time so uh we got the night kicked off greg with tomasa champa defeating joe gacy i think we all kind of are we kept saying oh joe gacy probably was going to insert himself um into this match and then harland (laughs) parker harland or harland whatever his name is um came out and went after champa went after gacy and you know kind of wanted to step up his name uh you know as far as NXT title picture and making his debut as a NXT character. So, and really he, you know, he's the guy that everybody kept comparing Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar. So I'm glad that he shaved the head. I'm glad that they're giving him something kind of different. I wonder if maybe they'll pair Gacy up with him as a weird pet project type deal, just to kind of give Harlan, you know, maybe he doesn't have to do anything or he doesn't have to talk much. So it gives him that extra bit of, um, you know, so secretive. But I, you know, we, but then we also have Dexter Loomis. That's why I'm like, I don't think we need two characters in the same vein in a way. So 
I kind of wonder if they'll put Joe Gacy with him to kind of, you know, make that a little bit different. So, Greg, Champa picks up the win, though. Kind of surprising there, right? No. Not surprising. No? Um, I, w- I would be surprised if Gacy beat Champa. I mean, Gacy's, you know, pretty much brand new on the scene. We've only seen him for a few weeks. And yeah. this guy's going to come I mean, in and take true. out an OG. Um, well, well, like we talked know. about, adding Gacy to that triple, adding him and making a triple threat, I wonder if it would have been better for Halloween Havoc just so then we could save Champa and Breaker down the road. But now I get, you know, now we're just going to go at it. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was it was the right call, you know, unless you're going to have Harlan, who um, somebody I've never seen before, don't know anything about him. This uh, is his legit debut. He, he, came, he came to the PC center through their whatever tryouts or something. So, yeah, this, no, none of us have seen mm-hmm. him other than whatever he's tweeted out. I think him and Eva Marie were training together a little bit, Greg. But um, when you see, like, when you see him now, he doesn't look like Brock Lesnar, but with some hair, he has very telling Brock Lesnar type features. So I think that's why a lot of people were like, okay, let's see what this guy could do. And I'm sure WWE fell in love with him because you just look at his size. And um, well, what do we, what do we, any more thoughts on Joe Gacy character? Since he's really tapping into it, the whole whatever. It just feels like it's going too many different directions now. Yeah. um, I'm I'm too much of an old fogey to. You're you're better to speak on it because you know you're still a school teacher, so you know what the whole woke culture is and the whole safe space and the whole trolling businesses of it. me, I listened to his his uh, promos, and I get the you know kind of the weak nudge at the uh, millennial you know verbiage, you know yeah. snowflakes that he was talking about in this episode, and uh, safe space things like that, um, the participation trophy era that we're in right now. Um, I know it's kind of a send up to all that, but some of the other um, verbiage that he's using that's, you know, tapped into, you know, the kids these days, to use the old guy term. Um, I'm still out in the weeds on some of it, but um, I'd see what he's getting at. And in a way, if you think about it, it reminds me of uh, Bray Wyatt that he's trying to tap into what Bray Wyatt was doing. And if that's what he's trying to do in sense of the millennial culture and, mm-hmm. you know, the words that they speak, then, you know, it's brilliant. And so if you think about it in that perspective, maybe that's what he's going after. And so uh, if it is, I, I think it's working from apparently what's been uh, spoken about him on social media. He's, stay, he's going to stay a hot character whether he wins or loses. And with this whole uh, business with Harlan, you know, it's going to add another layer to the onion for him. Um, I just hope that Harlan doesn't become the new Festus or, uh, you know, 
Braun Strowman while he was with Bray Wyatt, where he's just an automaton that has a trigger, you know, a word, a touch, or the way he was, you know, caressing Harlan's face to calm him down um, is what that reminded me of. So uh, I hope this Harlan character has, you know, some juice to him, aside from being somebody that just has a a trigger point that he can tap and the guy goes and then when it the match is over he gets that trigger points and he goes to sleep you know kind of thing like uh festus which remember festus so <laughs> the bell uh yeah the bell um so i'm now, hoping it's not way, that but but here's what's interesting greg if joe gacy is talking up all this um what you know these terms well guess what one of those big words is triggered and that's that's the idea that <laughs> people get you know people mm. get upset by so i guess it might work like say somebody says something about harlan's mama you know or something like that and then it so maybe it might not be a a bell <laughs> but it might be you know and what's weird is I'm, I'm gonna assume though joe gacy's like of millennial age like that's what's funny about it i guess because it's like you know, it's not like AJ Styles trying to use these words and talking down or what, you know, because like we said, we're pretty much, well, I, how old are you again, Greg? You're 42? 47. Oh, you're 47. Okay. Well, there you go. See, I was giving you younger. Okay. So I guess we are a few dears. I'll take it. But anyways, okay. <laughs> but you know, like <laughs> I, and I want to go off on the participation trophy thing because when we were kids, I got participation trophies. It is what it is, you know, like it, this isn't a, I don't feel like this is just a thing now. Like this was going on for, you you know, I mean, I was playing baseball at the eighties and guess what I got at the end, a little trophy with a baseball player. And you know, it, you know, it is what it is, but anyways, uh, we need it. I need to go on a sports talk show to talk about that. Cause that just bugs me. And it, one more thing about it, Greg, I always find it funny when people complain about those trophies but what does every single person do when they finish a marathon or finish a mini marathon or whatever? What do they get? If they don't win, <laughs> a medal. they still get <laughs> that. Isn't that, I mean, but people are like, well, I finished a, a marathon, but you didn't win. You got in, you got in 2,566 place. Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, you know, see, it, I'm triggered now. As the kids would say, but anyways, <laughs> I nice. yeah. So um, let's just get back to uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Zion Quinn. You know, toxic attraction was kind of messing with him. I was kind of that made me think of the old PMS days, Greg. With um, was it Saturn when he was with um, Jackie and um, Terry Runnels, or who wasn't there somebody with? Jackie and Taryn run are. Do you remember what I'm talking about, or am I just? No, I, it's bringing. I can't remember which guy was with slowly. him, but for for some reason, like this guy with toxic, as you know, Zion Quinn with toxic attraction, kind of works because he's you know he's a handsome guy, and he could be the muscle for them, possibly when they don't you know maybe if they need muscle. True. So I kind of like that idea that maybe they take him in their wing, but we'll, we'll kind of see, but what do you think about this Quinn guy? I mean, 
you know, we haven't heard anything from him, but he looks good in the ring. I mean, you know, very short matches, but it's it's one of those things that we need to do the short matches to lead to more. So uh, any thoughts on Quinn? Zion? Am I saying it right? Zion Quinn? I always forget. How they yeah, say I think you are. Okay. Uh, what do we yeah, think about it's, him? It's Zion Quinn. Okay. He looks good. Um, he, he's solid in the ring. And I'm hoping that, uh, you know, there's something in the works with him and Toxic Attraction because, number one, I'm not a fan of them having uh, these segments com- collide so much. With no where the guys, in, Right. The guy's in the ring or the girl's in the ring. And the next match comes out while they're still standing there. I mean, you're totally stealing the thunder from the person who was there. Yeah. Or there was something on SmackDown last night where the, there was somebody cutting the promo ring, and then the next match comes out while the other, I think there were ladies that were still standing in the ring. Or they, maybe it was the end of the. Uh, oh, it was the end of the, yes. The, the Carmella. Carmella the, the Shannon because they were trying to yeah. push to the contract signing. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's been happening on a, oh, it's a regular Becky, basis it's Becky lately. Becky and Sasha, Becky's first loss. Yes. To singles competition. Yep. But anyways, we'll get into that for SmackDown. <laughs> so, but I'm not, I don't like the stepping on the toes. Me coming from a theater background and knowing how important that is, um, I'm not a fan of that. Um, it just, it, it just screams amateur hour, you know? So, you know, let's stop doing that. But as far as uh, Zion Quinn and Toxic Attraction, I like the points you're making that, you know, he'd be kind of the muscle, the bouncer, make sure nobody, you know, undesirables got too close to him. Um, and, you know, in, in the ring, he's he's really solid. And his matches look good. I like his presentation. Um, we liken him to, you know, the more combat character. Mm-hmm. Um but he needs something a little different to stand out because everybody in 2.0 right now kind of looks kind of plain and um, they need backstory to flesh them out some more. So, um, so far so good on him. So I hope they can, you know, find more for him to do. And and that's the thing. I, I do think that is probably the point about 2.0. We're just throwing people out there. And then it's like, then we're going to flesh them out. <laughs> it's like, let's at least get them in the ring working and then flesh them out. So that's, you know, a different way to take it, you know, and, and like your earlier point about, you know, not letting things breathe. That's been, you know, AEW's fault at times. They have all those segments back to like, they'll have a match and then they'll go backstage. And sometimes you don't hear the first part of the backstage segment. Cause they're still finishing up like the, you know, the, uh, the exits from the earlier match, but, um, that's why I always big my biggest thing about you know AEW like let things breathe. So, um, how about Ivy Nile defeating Valentina Veros? You know, just she looks pretty good. This whole, you know, and she's not big, Ivy Nile, but she looks strong. She looks powerful. Uh, the the presentation of her with the chains on her gives her that like mm-hmm. I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> like even though I'm short yeah. and you know. Fire like fiery. So, um, how about Ivy Nile, Greg, kind of picking up a win there on her first, you know, kind of match in the ring? Yeah, I like her. Um, she she's presented 
well, very well. Um, she looks like a million bucks. She, um, and like the chains are, uh, are a solid touch because, you know, you, you see those chains and how thick they are and it just adds to, you know, her presentation, you know, those chains are stronger than steel and, um, you know, but, you know, she doesn't have an ounce of fat on her and she's just gunned out from head to toe. And then when you get to the match, you know, she looks super strong. She moves, you know, no wasted motion, just quick and to the point. Um, I wasn't a fan of her finish. Um, doing the torture rack from, you know, the Lex Luger school of, uh, you know, the human torture rack. I get it, given the size of her traps and her shoulders. Yeah. Um, but when she's going up against bigger girls, you know, she may you not be, be able, able to pull that, that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, for what it was, it was a good introduction to her. I was yeah. looking forward to seeing what she could do. And I'm more, I'm higher on her than I was watching BFAB in her first match mm-hmm. or Electra in her first match. So, uh, a lot of good things uh, on the horizon for her, I think, especially with uh, the girls being her size. Yeah, that so. probably helps. There's not yeah, many bigger, like, you know, I got, we got Raquel who stands a lot above all those women, but most women are probably around that. You know, you got Casey and Caden or Casey Kenzazero. You got that Caden Carter woman. So you got a lot of women in that vein. Uh, Julius Creed defeated Ikman Jiro. You know, we're just all about the Creed brothers in tag team action, Greg. Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner defeated Pete Dunn, Rich Holland. Probably no surprise there because Rich Holland's moving on. What does Pete does? Do we finally just get Pete Dunn on his own? Do we get uh, Mustache Mountain back? Do we have Tyler Bate and um, uh, Trent Seven join from NXT UK? To give Pete Dunn something, Greg, or or do we just get Pete Dunn on his own now? I think Pete Dunn is going to go on his own just because you know he and uh, the Mustache Mountain guys were the bitterest of enemies. Mm-hmm. So unless they're going to do like a takeover, uh, a literal takeover of NXT, you know, the, the UK version versus the American version. Um, that's the only intriguing angle I come out with it, um, where you put them all together, uh, Dunn, Bait, Trent Seven, um, maybe Imperium, maybe uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans, put all the UK guys in to take over 2.0. And then that would be a, a reason for all these non- these new young guys who are just, you know, getting their spotlight to band together and go against the UK guys. So it could be kind of a versus America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So you could do something like that and it could work. And that would give us more exposure to um, the UK guys, plus more exposure for the new people on 2.0. So, uh, I'd be all for a rivalry like that, but unless something like that happens, Pete Dunn is best uh, on his own, and 
you know, he's right there in the mix to compete with Champa for the title. You know, there's nothing since one of the new 2.0 guys has to pick title off of him. You know, it can go between the old guard until the new guard is ready. That's true. Yeah. Uh, what about Kyle O'Reilly? Did we we kind of talked him up a little bit? Does it seem like the writing's on the wall that maybe he's just going to have to be used in whatever capacity, but maybe not the title picture? Or do you think he ever finds his way back into the title picture, Greg? Uh, I think he will. He needs some work. Um, he seems a little lost right now. Yes. They get the whole There's thing. There's no momentum behind uh, him. No. Um, and the, them doing the, the angle with Von Wagner, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, you know, if anything, it's, it's given a little aid to Von Wagner, but uh, it's not helping Kyle at all. So, so I don't see a, a breakup and a match between those two coming down the line. Um, so I think the writing may be on the wall with, with uh, Kyle O'Reilly. And you wonder if he had his contract situation is going to be similar to the rest of the UE guys. I mean, we already seen Adam Cole, his run up, Bobby Fish is on AEW now. Um, and they're all signing contracts around the same time. And maybe they expire around the same time. I'm curious to see what the details on that are. Because, you know, the other four, you know, we have to the assume, four is down to two. We have to assume Roderick Strong, I bet he signed a new contract. Because I can't imagine, you know, because yeah. you would think that if they were all signed together, then like we had August and then Bobby Fish was cut. So who knows what, you know, who knows? Maybe Bobby Fish signed a longer contract too. But, you know, so I, but like you said, I wonder if the writing is on the wall for Kyle Riley. Like next year, this time next year, are we going to be surprised if we see him AW? Probably not. <laughs> like I think he needs. Nope. And, it, he had the momentum after that Adam Cole feud, and then it just never it, – it's like he couldn't carry it. And, you know, with whatever cool guy Kyle and all that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Duke Hudson defeated Grayson Waller. Um, you know, nothing much there. Indy Hartwell picks up some more wins, Greg. But I just want to jump to the end because that's where all the shenanigans happen. <laughs> and I guess it makes <laughs> sense because – we need to get the title off Swerve Scott. He wasn't going to carry the North American title to, you know, SmackDown. I mean, I guess I would have been okay with it. And then maybe a month later, you have him lose it. But so we had him defeat Escobar. And then you had Carmelo Hayes come in and I didn't know you could cash in <laughs> the contract. I assumed the contract would be <laughs> for a match to be, you know, next week or to say when you, but um, apparently the, uh, the the contract is now just a, a money in the bank contract. So our new NXT North American champion is Carmelo Hayes, obviously with Trick Williams involved. And that's the thing too. I thought maybe they might try to say we want a tag team opportunity because they were building them up as a tag team, but you could probably still do that down the road. So Greg, that means Swerve can leave and go to, SmackDown, and you wonder if they're going to debut sooner rather than later because they've been playing some good promos for them. But Carmelo Hayes, you know, change of attitude over the, what, past three weeks 
and now he's your new North American champion. Uh, so have at it, Greg. What are your all your thoughts on all the shenanigans that happened there at the end of um, NXT? Yep, I dug it. Um, you know, every now and then they could throw in a swerve that uh, you don't see coming from a mile away. And I guess all of us were thinking that, you know, this is where Escobar wins the war and, you know, takes Swerve's title on the way out the door. And uh, they were having, they had a great match. Uh, yeah. I was really in, entertained by this match. Um, solid, solid match. And as soon as they saw Carmelo and Trey come out, then it clicked in like, oh, okay, maybe this is because the, the uh, Legato guys came out to interfere and then um, Trick and Carmelo come to to his aid. And I know they did the abduction angle at the beginning of the show, but um, I just wanted, okay, why not to hit row guys? You know, where they hide them? And um, everybody who would come out and help swerve. You know, these would be the last two people that you'd expect. And, you know, after that, the writing was on the wall. You could, you could see in the uh, clearing of the room with the Legato guys that he had the uh, contract out. And, you know, it fell on the floor while they were brawling. And, you know, he, he picks up the win on Legato. And then, you know, they slide in and... Uh, Pulled this swerve, and Carmelo's a champ. So uh, I like the way they did it. It's uh, um, I think the right move. You know, you put it on Carmelo, a guy who's an up and comer. You know, like change of attitude, and um, he's, he's very talented. So I'm yeah. excited to see what he's going to do, and he's going to even become more heelish and more overbearing. Um, now that he's champion, That's and you, you can either now pull up Legato and um, please do you know do the hottest <laughs> new free agent business that they they'll usually do, um, and I hope they do too. And um, you know, go to more of the vets out of NXT and onto the main roster, and. Uh, you know, let the new school guys go at it. I mean, I guess the only thing that's keeping Legato down there almost now, or you got to feel like is Electra. Like, I wonder if they feel they need her for the women's division. So it's almost keeping, you know, even though like Enzo and Big Cass moved on with Carmella, but I feel like Electra kind of needs Legato with her to kind of give her that yeah. push. So, um, yeah. All right, let's do some realty talk and then we'll get to SmackDown and man, that end of SmackDown, I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on it, Greg, because uh, that, <laughs> that we haven't had many cliffhangers in wrestling lately, but that that's a cliffhanger there that they did at SmackDown. So, and it's more it's overdue. So, uh, let's get some realty talk first, and then uh, you know we'll probably just get right into it because why not? So. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself, 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. 
Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. So, yeah, uh, let's kind of get into what was SmackDown. Um, when I can get to it, where are the results? Because this is not the right week. But anyways, we'll get into it. So we'll just get into the end, Greg, because that's what everybody's talking about. So we had Brock Lesnar. We had Roman Reigns. We had Adam Pierce, Paul Heyman out there. We had a contract signing, and we all know contract signings always go well. I love Pat McAfee stating that. I love the fact that Pat didn't <laughs> right. really know what's going on. He didn't know what was going on at first. <laughs> like Because like you said, we had the Becky Lynch and Sasha match finish up. And then you had Becky sitting dejected. And then there, Adam Pierce is like, nope, we got to go. We got to go. Like, get the contract set up. Right. And McAfee is like, had no clue what was going on. But, um, you know, it's McAfee. Maybe he partook in some party favors beforehand and just was, you know, foggy for a minute. So, but we had Roman sign the contract. We had Brock sign the contract. Not even reading it, Greg, because he drops the line. I read it already with my advocate, Paul Heyman. So now the swerve is out there. Like, I feel like now you can't have Heyman with Lesnar, right? Like, it's already, but we got to figure out how we're going to get Reigns to buy into Heyman. And that's, like I said, so finally, Greg, we have like a, a cliffhanger because Raw used to be pretty good about that. And, you know, even WCW days, you might have the big old brawl. That'd be, you know, kind of a cliffhanger. But um, SmackDown, you know, they gave us that little, you know, nugget, as you like to say, that Lesnar's like, I already read it with my advocate, Paul Heyman, which pretty much he probably is not with Paul Heyman, I guess, is the big swerve there. So have at it, Greg. What do you think of the contract signing and that little gem by, you know, um, Brock at the very end Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, I love it on every level because um, one, but them doing this whole um, Super SmackDown business, you know, it's going to be the end of the night. And um, anybody, if you've seen Brock Lesnar, you know he's not going to do a 15-minute back and forth with anybody to uh, close out the night. It's going to be short and sweet. Somebody's either getting their ass kicked or, um, you know, this is going to be done quick, fast, and in a hurry. And uh, that line was the perfect line to drop, you know, in essence, his mic drop and get out of the ring. Uh, it lends that seed of doubt. It... Uh, Lends the moment to when you get to the end of that crucial point of the match where uh, maybe both guys are down and Paul sitting there wondering who does he help? Okay, who am I with? Right. Mm -hmm. um, because you know that moment will come. Um, but the whole thing was just excellent. Um, Brock is never going to be your interview guy. And yeah. you can go back to his WWE or his. Uh, UFC interviews to for evidence of that, and um, it was just the perfect mic drop. Get in and get out, 
and your storyline has 10 more layers to it mm-hmm. with him just dropping that one line. So I love what they're doing with him. He comes out and, you know, just a couple lines in and out and he's gone because he's never been promo guy. He's not yeah. going to stand in the ring at the beginning of Raw or SmackDown and give you five minutes of soliloquy. Um, you know, he's going to spew venom and he's going to leave. So it was brilliant the way they did it. And, you know, now you're even more excited to see what's going to happen with this match because there's legitimate reason to put the belt back on Brock. And um, it's not just a fait accompli that Reigns is going to win. Um, so for once, I'm excited to watch this uh, match, even though it's in Saudi. I think it's been wasted by being in Saudi, but yeah. Um, again, I think we've already. I'll give you the prediction in a minute, but yeah, th- for all intents purposes, this was the perfect way to close the night. This is a good, like that's a go home show moment, go home show yeah. moment for that. So um, they are a uh, Sasha Banks defeats. Becky Lynch, and like I said, Becky's first pinfall in over two years at least. I mean, it in singles matches. So, um, Greg, what about, you know, Sasha Banks going away, <laughs> and then she gets to pick up a win over Becky, you know, and it almost felt like nothing because they are moving so quickly to try to get that next segment in, you know, like, like I don't know if they were running short on time or – are they making it seem like, oh, we're just going to move on from that because we're not, you know, I don't know. It just seemed weird, like you said, that it didn't get to breathe, that that was Sasha Banks. And I guess, granted, you could still have Becky say, well, there was interference by Bianca and kind of play that up like, oh, I didn't really lose. So you still have that out there. But mm-hmm. uh, a really good, strong match between the two. And, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, uh, the, the crown jewel match. I think those three ladies are going to put on the best match. And we'll have two women's matches because we'll have the Queen's Crown tournament match finals. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have this. So who would have thought, Greg, even three years ago, uh, you know, that we have two women's matches in Saudi Arabia when we were lucky to get one. Uh, Lacey, was it Lacey Evans and Natalia or Natalia? Yep. Yeah. Lacey Evans. Because I remember they had the, and I think another interesting aspect is, you know, you think about Sasha, Greg. She doesn't wear a lot. <laughs> so I wonder what they'll <laughs> right. give her for, you know, for, and even Bianca. So, yeah, we'll kind of see what they do for them as far as, you know, match gears concerned. But uh, a really good, strong match that led into and, you know, kind of maybe ran over into that last segment, Greg. Your thoughts on it? Yeah, um, maybe they're making up for it on this show. The fact that they won't get to show any skin on the on the next one because uh, Bianca comes out, and we're like, "Wow, is that Bianca or the genie from Aladdin?" Because I've never seen her show that much skin, and uh, but she she was rocking it, so I'm not hating on it. But uh, it was a little bit of a shock to see her come out and just a little a little two piece uh, number that she had on, and you know, there's a whole lot showing, so. Yeah, you know, get on her, and then uh, as far as the match itself goes, um, it was a little, it, it was predictable, especially when Bianca came out for commentary. 
Um, but Sasha and Becky can't have a bad match. So even with Bianca sitting there, uh, they still let the match breathe and gave them time to uh, have a good match, which they did. Um, but you knew the what was coming at the end. Somebody would end up at Bianca's feet and there would be some type of um, interaction with Sasha or Becky. And that's what happened. And that led to Becky losing. So I think that also is an indicator that Becky's not going to lose it in uh, Saudi. But um, it was a solid match. And, you know, for what it was. uh, What I didn't like was, you know, they were very um, verbose in letting us know that, you know, this is the last hour and we still have, you know, the Usos street fight and Sasha and Becky and no more commercials. And you still couldn't find a way to divide the contract segment, which was, like we said, quick, fast, and hurry from uh, a great match with Sasha and Becky. So I wasn't a fan of that. It, they didn't, you know, cut that up so we could enjoy it more. But, um, you know, still great match by the ladies, great showing from the ladies. And uh, I'm excited to see what's going to happen on Thursday, especially since I'll be off and, you know, we'll be doing our watch party thing probably since it sounds like you'll get to watch it too. Yeah, I get, yeah, I'll be um, home from fall break. So kind of different. I, I, It'll be interesting to see this spectacle. It will be uh, like a WrestleMania 2 you know, almost or SummerSlam too. Uh, what other things happened? The Usos defeated the Street Profits. I think, Greg, we just, I think we're going to see more matches between those two. You know, I feel like it's just, they're they're heading for a, uh, you know, the fall season feud. Um, but good first match there. And, uh, you know, uh, the the Street Fight, yeah, it's funny that we just got the Street Fight out of the way, though. You think that would be a, <laughs> towards the end of the line, type match for them but you know they they got the street fight there so greg what do you think about the the street fight tag team championship match there between the usos and street profits i enjoyed it um i said a bit earlier i love the the usos and i've been a huge fan of the street profits since nxt and um i was hoping that street profits will actually win this match um with them coming out with an hour left to go in the show, I was hoping for a good 30-minute instant classic. And um, I didn't get that. I got half that. I got 15 minutes, and the Usos winning. So it's still a good start to the series because I definitely expect there to be a whole lot more matches uh, between these two. Um, and it sets up well for them because with New Day coming over to SmackDown, now you have the Usos, the Street Profits, and uh, the Usos all on the same show. So, you know, the tag team vision is, you know, good to go pretty much with just those three teams. And then you're going to have these ancillary teams on the side to uh, throw in when you need. So um, I like the match. I was was hoping that the uh, Street Profits would get it, but, you know, not now, but I think uh, down the road they'll end up with the belts. Uh, Selena defeated Carmella in a less than three minute match. (laughs) 
thanks to Liv Morgan's interference and the or not in but you know showing up in her uh 10-inch heels. Uh, I've never seen her look so tall, Greg. I was like, oh, she must be staying on a platform. <laughs> and then it was just her heels that were like, I mean, that I my fingers probably came and see how big they are because I, I got small hands. But anyways, so um Zelina looks good with that crown. I kind of hope they give her the crown. We'll see if she could beat Shayna Baszler or do drop. I'm fine. You know, I'm kind of fine with any Selena or Shayna kind of winning it. It feels like they're two strongest. They make the most sense. So, and then we'll carry over Carmella and Liv Morgan feud to, to um, brawl. They're starting, you know, after a crown jewel. So, you know, it was not the best use of it, but uh, it worked, I guess. Greg, but how about this? Sonia Deville <laughs> in action. Yes, I use the quotes because as we saw, <laughs> right. she did not get to finish her. I, I figured she wasn't going to wrestle. And then she brings up the caveat. Oh, you forgot to hear me finish when I said Shayna Baszler. Or it'll be a handicap match. Shayna Baszler is my choice. And we're just going to team up on you. So like we said, Greg, Naomi to the bloodline has to happen sooner rather than later. And even though it'd be like a heel figure, authority figure, and a heel wrestler, it still makes sense because you can have Paul Heyman speak up for Naomi and you know give her that mm-hmm. glow, pun intended, full, full out pun intended. I even stopped to think about that one, Greg, because as you could see, I paused and I knew I had to get the <laughs> word glow in there. But now does Naomi though, does she change up her look because of that? Maybe we'll kind of see, but where do we think this is going between Sonia Deville? Like, will Sonia Deville and Naomi get an actual one-on-one match, Greg? They will eventually, but I see more roadblocks like this one popping up yeah. in the meantime. Uh, her throwing more, you know, wrenches into the plan or pitting her against the biggest, baddest woman on the roster. Um, you thought you were going to be wrestling Carmella. No, you're wrestling Charlotte or that kind of thing. So just, you know, screw in with her as much as you can. And then um, at some point, the, um, I forget if she's married to Jimmy or Jay, but one of them, whichever one she's married to comes out and helps her to the back. And then we see her in the bloodline. And I think it would be great for her to drop the glow thing because the glow yeah. thing is kind of tired now. It was it was great when she brought it out and you know it worked for a year, a couple of years, and then it's just kind of bleh now. Uh, it's time for her to switch it up a little bit, have her come out, you know, throw more black into her gear, come across more serious, take the neon out of her hair, and yeah. she could really just by doing those things really drastically change her appearance and come out as somebody more dangerous, more, um, you know, violent, you know, in more, more Shanna in her game and, um, you know, change her demeanor a little bit to fit, you know, the swag that the bloodline is, is bringing. So, and then you have her stand next to them. She looks more like them. She walks more like them and she wrestles more like them, then yeah. you got something. You got people tuning in to see Naomi, too. So 
Um, it, like I said, it's got to happen. And then you have her way into getting better matches with, um, you know, Roman and Adam Pierce already happy with each other. Um, Paul and Adam are always going at each other. But with the weight of Roman behind her, you know, now Adam and Sonya can't screw with her or, you know, suffer the consequences of, you know, the champ. So yeah. um, I'm all for it. And I'm excited to see what Naomi would bring as part of the book as well as and, the bloodline. And like but we said, down the road, if you, have, if you have hit row coming as a four piece, I mean, just, you know, that yeah. gives BFAP somebody, I mean, really somebody strong to work with. And that's probably what BFAP yeah. needs right now. So, um, yeah. Uh, Finn Bauer defeated Sami Zayn. As much as I would love to see Sami Zayn get the crown, Greg, uh, I just knew with his um, religious beliefs and all that, he was not heading to Saudi Arabia. Like I said, I was hoping maybe they'd pull some strings to try to get to them else, but uh, so, like we said, I, I don't know. We might be seeing King Finn and the Demon King show up because Finn's got some momentum now for that. And, you know, like you said, that would give him a tweak to the character. So um, that's kind of where I want to leave with that. And then finally, we did have Edge and Seth cut promos on each other about the Hell in a Cell. I'm actually looking forward to that. I think it will be a good finish up to the feud, I hope. <laughs> you know, we always say... Hell in a Cell should be the end, and sometimes it's not. So, um, you know, I, I I guess I would like to see maybe Edge go visit Seth's house, house at some point, you know, kind of go back and forth with that. But uh, what do we think, Greg? Edge, Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell, that should be a good barn burn of a match. Yeah, uh, first of all, hashtag justice for, for Finn. That's <laughs> what happened. Forgot about that. Yes, justice for Finn. You got to get out there. Justice for Finn. Hashtag. Um, it worked for Naomi. It getting her championship match. If he for wins King of the Ring, is that enough for you, Greg? Or do you still need to see more after that for Finn? No, it's, King, it's, okay. it's definitely not enough. It's it's a okay. start. It's a, okay. it's a small start. It's a small mea culpa. We're sorry about the uh, ring. Um, the malfunction but uh this is not make it go away it's it's a step in the right direction you know give him a crown the worthy for the year let him revise the presentation of being the king as much as he wants and this leads to a title opportunity down the road where he can uh capitalize on um that status but this is just a step down the right path back to redemption because you know the demon king still has egg on its face yeah, from what happened at extreme rules you know we haven't, there's a reason we haven't seen him cut a promo there's a reason we haven't seen him barely on That's tv true. at all until this match came in and they're trying to make us forget that that match happened that that ending happened so um you got some making up to do to make this right in WWE. You better make it right. So I'm a hashtag just justice for Finn until he gets it. So moving on to the edge and uh, Rollins angle, uh, loving it. 
and the fact that I guess this is the one good thing about this uh, Saudi Arabia card is instead of building a whole uh, pay-per-view around uh, Hell in a Cell and having two Cell matches or a bunch of gimmick matches that we're going to get just one and it's the one match that belongs in there. And, um, you know, even though this is the time of the year that this match or this pay-per-view usually comes up, it was still kind of a shock that, you know, one of them called Hell in a Cell. And, you know, I wasn't expecting it, but like I said, this is the match that you would use for that. Um, I expect it to be the best match of the night, hands down. Um, I'm a little bummed out for the wrestlers, though, because are is the crowd going to be as into it as they would be if it was here? Um, you know, all of us are a thousand percent invested in this rivalry, but how is it out there? Is it going to get that same uh, playback? Is going to get that same um, verve from the audience that it would if it was in the states? So I hope they do, and this match gets a love it deserves. Um, regardless, these guys are going to bring it. It's going to be an awesome match. And um, I think Edge is going to win the rivalry. So, um, but, you know, hands down, this is going to be the match of the night. And, of course, they're both on Raw, so we wonder <laughs> if the feud will be done after this because, you know, why not keep revisiting the well through the whole year and then you have your feud of the year, so. All right, one last commercial break, Greg, and then we'll get right into Crown Jewel um, predictions and um, get right, you know, get off right into the sunset for the weekend. So um, let's do some rogue energy talk real quick. So let's just get right to the main event. Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali, Greg. Crown Jewel main event. <laughs> I'm going to call Mansoor to pick up the win. Uh, I just think he that's where he debuted. Wow. I think he was in, was he in the greatest rumble? Or he was in, I think he was in that greatest yeah. rumble. So um, I think he picks up the win. I don't know what it means for him and Ali moving forward. I feel like we still have legs to stand on for them to somehow be a tag team. So, but I think he picks up the win here. Who do you got, Greg, in this match? Yeah, I, I believe that uh, Mansoor is going to have this one because I believe he won the, the greatest Royal Rumble. Um, I mean, out there. And I believe Wait, he that, is Braun? still undefeated. Did Braun win that Rumble? Mm -hmm. Well, you may be right. Let's see. 
because he had that weird green. Sure if he was in it. What was that? What, remember, Braun won something when they gave him that green title. Wasn't that Braun? Am I not thinking of the right person? I'll look it up mm -hmm. while you're talking. Yeah, we got to research you, you that later. Talking. But uh, yeah. <laughs> as far as I know, I believe Mansoor is still undefeated in Saudi Arabia. So mm -hmm. um, over Ali, I think he's still going to be the huge favorite. Uh, I think this will probably be a great way to start the night with this match. Um, I know one of the two title matches is usually how they do it, but in this case, with uh, two guys who are pretty much home hometown guys, that uh, this would probably be a better way to start the night um, with this match. You know, they can have a high-flying match with, you know, good versus evil going on, and, you know, no matter who wins, it's still, you know, one of the uh, Arab descent guys who's, you know, holding up his hand at the end. So um, Mansoor, because he's, you know, the baby face in the, in the story, I think he ends up getting the win. Uh, so here, Greg, our producers on this show are the greatest researchers people ever, because look at this picture right here. Boom. <laughs> That is Braun Strowman <laughs> when he won the Greatest Royal Rumble. Because that's oh, okay. when Daniel Bryan was like in there forever and he was taking the chops from um, Roderick Strong. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, uh, okay. I, I didn't want to think I was true. I was like, I remember because people were joking that he got a title for whatever reason, but he, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> um, read more real quick. What does it say about it? Uh, but I thought Mansoor was in that because I believe that's the Royal Rumble that um, the Titus O'Neil thing happened, where Titus O'Neil fell yeah. into the and underneath. So yeah, <laughs> Under and then David Bryan was in there. Titus World Slide, and he was in number one, and he I think he was in there for over sixty minutes. So yeah. Um, I'm trying to see. I thought Mansoor was in that though, but I could be wrong. It says Lash. Oh, Lashley was yeah. in there. Shane O'Mac, Jericho Owens, Big Cass, Titus O'Neil, Mike Kanellis, uh, All New Day, Dan Matha, who used to be, um, um, uh, like an NXT person. Oh, Babatude, who is Commander Aziz now, was in that Greg. So there you go. So yes, um, uh, uh -huh. but I thought Mansoor was in that. But anyways, but, oh well. I, I, I anyway, believe Mansoor so is still undefeated. So. Yeah, in Saudi Arabia. Yep. Um, how about RK Bro versus AJ? It's almost. I'm going to say RK Bro, just because, like I said, we need to move on from that. So, Greg, are you going against the grain there? No, sir. I'm staying with the RK Bro. All right, uh, Edge and Seth Rollins. I'm going to say Seth Rollins. Picks up because I feel like this isn't over yet, <laughs> and I know it should be with Hell in a Cell, Greg. But I think we could. And well, I guess the downfall is Becky is on SmackDown, so we can't do the Becky and Seth stuff. But um, it's weird that they're both on Raw. You know, like I feel like, and I feel like Seth will move on 
I think he moves on to that title picture. So um, I'm saying Seth Rollins for the win. Do you? Are you going with Edge though? Yep, I'm going to Edge. I mean, for the final blow off for this rivalry, because I do believe it'll end here. Yeah. Uh, Edge needs to be the guy who wins, and that way he can take his victory lap. He can, you know, go off off TV until it's time for him to pop up in another big angle. Um, yeah. We know he's just a part-time guy and he's been working, um, you know, a good handful of months straight with this Rollins angle. Um, close to another three, four months this has been going on. So yeah. um, here we have our big payoff. Uh, Edge can fade back into the woodwork, and then um, Sedge or Ed. He's from you say. You just put them together. Combine the two and say Sedge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anymore they're almost well, alike. They look alike. They, Seth is they new wrestle. Edge anyway, right? So yes, yes. Um, yeah, Seth can go into um, the championship title picture. He can move into any vein yeah. that he wants. He can still spin it the way he spins it. He can still come up and oh, that's too holy crap. That yeah. was amazing. Um, like we said, if we could get a drip. <laughs> if we could get a peek into the Amazon search history of you know Seth and Becky, <laughs> my god, I, I want to see what they passed up. <laughs> like that's a wow, that that suit was amazing. And the and the Harley Quinn j- uh chance that came yeah. out for him were top were yeah. priceless um but yeah he can pivot into anything he wants and still be money even after he loses his match so um i'm just saying it's gonna win all right uh goldberg and lashley no holds barred anything goes i'm gonna say a lot of chair shots probably some kendo sticks maybe a table but i think goldberg pulls off the win i, I still feel like we'll get one more out of these two i don't want it but you know, I don't I don't think we need Lashley in the Royal Rumble. So I could see, like we said, maybe Lashley and Goldberg at the Royal Rumble against each other. Or if you want to do it quicker, maybe you do it at Survivor Series, you could do it there too. But I I'm gonna say it's probably probably some finishing up of the feud at Royal Rumble. So are that well, we even got that New Year's Day revel, you know, New Year. I started to say New Year's Revolution. Cause that's what we all want to call it, but uh, the new year's day pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So you could even do it there, I guess. Um, but I'm calling for Goldberg, Greg, how about you? I do also, this is finally a match that even Goldberg can't screw up. Um, well, they're getting used all the weapons. Wood. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Might hit well, that I'm hoping ball. this is a match. Goldberg can't Don't screw pick up Lashley. That's um, all I'll say. Don't pick up Lashley. Right, uh, but at least making this a no rules match and taking it out of the vein of being a real yeah. wrestling match, now you're now you're getting somewhere because Goldberg has shown that he fails as a whole just big old fail when it comes to trying to put on a legit wrestling match. So this is his wheelhouse now. You know, swinging chairs or kendo sticks or somebody to a table but we can still do that and um, right and lastly he'll still take those bumps for him 
And, you know, Goldberg's a big enough guy to believe he can take those bumps. So um, we'll get a good, a good, you know, street fight, you know, all out match and with the storyline going on. Um, I think this is it. You know, we, we have this match, Goldberg wins, and Goldberg disappears. I don't think we see any more Goldberg. Because we've had, yeah. how many, what, we had SummerSlam, and then, is this, did we have another match for them? Um, he lost the title shot. And then. I feel like, I feel like it's the best of three, and now, I do have a quick pause, Greg. No holds barred. Can the Hurt Business come out there? And maybe Lashley picks up the win. And then we can, then we have to move on. Right. That would be the reason for no the match barred. taking another. Yeah, that'd be the reason to go another match if the Hurt Business gets involved and oh, steals the win from yeah. That's true. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like, yeah, like we said, the no holds barred is there for a reason, and it's probably more to protect Goldberg. And, but uh, I, I feel like they've had a couple. But anyways, so whatever. Uh, how about we just get to the women's match? Because I think – oh, wait, no, we've got to – so who is our king and queen, Greg? I'm calling – I'm going to say Finn and Shayna. I think Finn and Shayna are my – picks for the finals and get the crown and all that good stuff. Well, who are your picks for the um, the queen's crown and the king crown? Yeah, you know, my one, hashtag justice for Finn. Okay. And then, uh, so Finn on the men's side and then the women's side, it's going to be Zelina? either between. We got Shayna and Dewdrop. Well, we have Shayna Dewdrop on Monday, so really we might not know, but I feel like we know. <laughs> and then you have Selena in the finals against whoever wins. Hmm. I know it's just weird to have the Queen of Spades being the the Queen of the Ring, or doing the Queen's Crown thing because the two really don't tie together. And, and that's true. The the in the way that Shane is presenting it, you know, uh, the yeah. queen, queen of space means something completely different. Um, I guess she could spin it into whatever she wants to spin it into. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> also you got Charlotte as the queen on SmackDown too. So, um, we just got a lot of Queens apparently. Um, I don't see a better option than, than going with uh, Shayna. So I'll, I'll be with you on that too. Okay. So there we Even go. It, it, uh, it, part of me says Zelina for some for some sick reason. I mean, um, it would give her something finally. Yeah. That would be her, you know, her coming out party finally. Um, right. She's winning matches. Uh, Holy crap. That's true. And not, you know, not having to do much. <laughs> uh, how about Becky, Bianca Belair, and Sasha? I'm going to say Becky for the win. I feel like she pinned Sasha to kind of get that back on her. But, you know, especially if we if we come out with um, Bianca as a Raw Women's Champion after Monday night, 
Uh, there ain't no way she's winning. So I'm going to say Bailey. Ba- I keep saying Bailey because I miss Bailey, damn it. I want Bailey back in my life. Like Bailey free <laughs> agent, just let her bounce around. And Asuka, I know she's still hurting, I guess. So, yeah, we're missing some uh, some big women there, Greg. But uh, I'm going to call Bailey for the mm-hmm. – Becky for the win. I said it again. Becky Lynch <laughs> for the win. How about you, Greg? Where are you going? Yeah, it's definitely a two-girl race between Sasha and Becky. Um, Sasha's got nuclear heat on her right now. Um, Mm -hmm. With the way she's been performing since she's come back. Um, So I'm going to go up and call it for Sasha. Okay. Just because Sasha seems more likely to you know go underhanded and um you know by any means necessary to mm-hmm. you know to get the win um, a little bit more dastardly than than becky would go yeah, so and then it just fuels the fire between them going down the road so um and you saw charlotte go there. opposite say sasha yep you can go back to the charlotte um sasha well if you need to so um, Biggie and Drew, this is all Biggie to win, but I still think it'll be a fantastic, hard hitting, like 10 to 15 minute match. You know, like I've said, maybe open the night or, you know, towards the beginning. I feel like it, but it's going to be a good win for Biggie to notch in his belt, as they say. And then we'll have to yeah. see where Biggie goes afterwards. So, uh, thoughts on Biggie and Drew, Greg? Yeah, agreed. Uh, Biggie's going to get the win and, you know, big check on his record um right behind edge and seth for you know match of the night contention because big hard-hitting match and you know we're gonna get a couple this is awesome chance before the night before that match is over Mm -hmm. big sweaty men slapping beef i mean what more could you (laughs) ask right i guess we could (laughs) throw goldberg in there but anyways so and finally, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman in a shark cage. No, that's going to come next, so I'm guessing down the road. <laughs> we, we, I'm sure WWE has a shark cage or two laying around in that gigantic warehouse. But uh, I'm going to say Roman picks up the win. I think Lesnar being the free agent, we could still hit the well. You can hit the well again, maybe at Rumble, maybe at WrestleMania. Uh, I don't know about WrestleMania. But anyways... Maybe at Royal Rumble, maybe at that New Year's Day, that gives that something there. So, because I've I've heard the rumblings are that Lesnar and Reigns will do multiple matches together. So, because now that you know we've had the now that we got the roles really defined, it's you know you can actually let them play the story that probably needs to be played out. But I'm going to call Roman Reigns to pick up this win. Not that confident in it, but still confident enough to pick up the win. How about you, Greg? I disagree mm-hmm. that uh, Brock Lesnar is going to win this match, but he's not going to win the title. Mm-hmm. He's going to okay. win by DQ. Um, any DQ number of ways it can happen, yeah. um, but Usos mainly it involves out. the Usos coming down and jumping into the match and just deliberately, um, you know, you know, dog piling on them, and they just have a three-on-one beatdown. Um, or you know, you can have a 
where he gets Roman in the Kimura and mm-hmm. Paul knowing what happens when he gets people in the Kimura, you know, it weighs the Usos down and, you know, they know that you only have a few minutes or a few seconds to save him. They come out, but by uh, whatever way, you know, the, the Usos get involved and Brock wins by disqualification, which is more reason for another match because yes, yeah. Roman couldn't beat him clean. That's true. And now, um, yeah, you can you can drag this uh, storyline out, this great storyline out for you know another couple pay per views at least, and maybe pay it off at Mania with uh, Brock beating Roman. So you could yeah. you could stretch it out that long. If you want it. Well, that, and that's what's tough. It's like who, you know, we keep always saying, who do we want to beat Roman? And like, you look at the SmackDown side of things. I don't know if there, you know, there's any big names right there. Like Drew seems like he's headed that way, but you know, do people want to hit that Drew well again? So it's going to be interesting to see who is the next, um, you know, that next step up. So. Uh, that's it for Crown Jewel. That's it for WWE this week, Greg. Uh, how about some finishing thoughts? How about uh, your Chargers this week? Who do we got? Hey, we're going against the uh, Ravens tomorrow. Okay. And I expect another win. They had a barn burner of a win against Cleveland last week, 47-42. Yeah. Game of the week. They even down two touchdowns in the second half. And Justin Herbert's just killing it, putting in work, and uh, brought them all the way back. And dude, if he keeps it up, is going to be the MVP because he's playing on such a high level. So, yeah. as a lifelong Chargers fan, it's uh, doing my heart good. It's almost giving me a heart attack by um, <laughs> <laughs> seeing the, the back and forth, the back and forth. But it makes and sense because you got to pull it out. Or- Second year quarterback in there, but yeah, these young and up and coming yeah, quarterbacks are really starting to step up. And like Josh Allen, I mean, you've always absolutely. had Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't want to talk about Monday night in the league. I don't want to talk about the Monday night game, Greg, because yeah, my Colts should have won. And like some, yeah, like we were, people were saying that really could have shifted the season. Like tomorrow, they have to win. They have to beat the Texans. I mean, I guess that's what the fun thing is about the AFC South. They're still like two games out. <laughs> but that's the only way that we're getting into the playoffs is winning the yeah. AFC South. And that could be a 10-7 and seven win or 10-7 season or even 9-8 and eight could win that division, I'm wondering, like thinking. So, um, yeah. I think the only good thing about Baltimore winning was the fact that now they're going to go into – uh, the whole game against the Chargers being relaxed and you know not as angry want, about yes. uh, yeah. getting smoked on Monday Night Football, which they were getting smoked for three and a half quarters. Oh, um, I know. <laughs> I was, I was and surprised I was like, oh, by the ending. Twenty-two to nine. I'm like, okay, and I still didn't feel comfortable though. Like I just know, you know, whatever reason they can't put teams away. I mean, they just. You know, now Carson Wentz played about as well as he has, you know, and it looked good. So, but then Lamar Jackson pulled out Lamar Jackson and just, you know, <laughs> carried the team. 
because even he was getting some criticism, I think, there early, you know, like, oh, is he, you know, the same Lamar Jackson and all this? So, um, yeah, we got the Texans tomorrow at home. So it's like, ah, you got to win. Okay. Like, come out in that first quarter. You got to beat the Texans. Get a double-digit lead and just, you know, keep stepping on the foot or stepping on the gas, as they say. So, And even I think Coach yeah. Frank if that was wasn't like, enough. Go ahead. No, I was about to switch, switch, switch gears. What was Frank Wright saying? Oh, I was just like, he he even said they probably should have been more aggressive. And it's like, okay, thanks. Like, yeah, thanks, Coach. You know. <laughs> right. Thanks, Captain yeah. Obvious. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, we can switch gears. That wasn't a big enough, uh, big enough, you know, capper to the weekend. Um, I got the hookup through a very special friend of mine that, for uh, VIP tickets for tomorrow night Slipknot show at oh, okay. uh, PNC here in Charlotte, and um, I'm seeing them, I think four times already. Okay. But um, you know VIP access early, um, you know check out the Skybox, the whole business. So uh, your boy's gonna be there, large and in charge at Slipknot live? tomorrow night. Oh my goodness. You know, put on the any of their recordings, and it's pretty close. Okay, it does it doesn't do it justice? It's even better oh, okay. live. Okay, and it's, that's why I was curious because they seem like. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I would say it's it's like drinking a twelve pack of Red Bull. It just oh, okay. <laughs> so much energy <laughs> and so much, okay. yeah, and you just you can't not move, and you know it. You're you're just supercharged just watching them and you know that mo- music pulsing through you. I'm gonna be bouncing off the walls like I, I've been all week, but uh, <laughs> that concert is gonna be amazing. Well, you always wonder like some bands like that, like that sound is so tough. Like I wonder how they could recreate it live, but sounds like they can do it. So that's you know that's good. So, um, all right. Well, that's what we got, and you'll definitely. Hopefully you survive it. Are you going in the pit, Greg? Your forty-seven-year-old body going to the pit? <laughs> hey, I guess everywhere's the everywhere's the pit for. You gotta get the show, pit, though, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, this there not the pit? pit this not show is no is nothing to, to mess with. Um, I was like, yeah, that you know, enter at your own risk, but it is still fun. So, mm-hmm. and um, I was there. I was in there for the last the last one. Uh, last one okay. I went to. Okay. But everybody who's in the pit, they're super respectful. Um, you know, they see somebody going down, they're they're lifting it up and like helping them. You know, yeah. it, it's in brutality, but it's in fun also. So that's good. You know, they they're a great crowd to to mosh with. So this I might find my way time. down there a couple times. Yeah, the last time I was in a pit. I don't know if I was in it or not, but uh, Dropkick Murphys, Greg. I don't know. Do you know that band, Dropkick Murphys? Yeah. Like from Boston. And like, I mean, I was towards the front and like that first song hits and like you're this close. That first song hits and it's just like this the whole time. I'm like, I'm like, I couldn't <laughs> leave. So, I mean, luckily it, it wasn't quite the this circle type pit, but it was that just that bouncing against each other. Like, you know, you're trying yeah. to like, you can't move. You're just stuck. So that is the last show, though, that I can recall being anywhere like close to people, like really up close to people. So, um, 
Yeah, I say my my butt sits in pavilion seats <laughs> at like <laughs> big shows around here, Greg. So I can sit at some times and I can stay it. But anyway, so. All right. Well, nice. enough music talk. I would love to talk music all day because I love it. So, um, but we'll let you get going. Enjoy your weekend. Get caught up on AEW next week. Get Crown Jewel reaction and all that good stuff. So, and the new, then we'll have the SmackDown moving forward, Raw moving forward with their new rosters. Unless, you know, people move here and there, but we'll kind of get into it. So, thanks for watching. Have a great rest of your Saturday.